Hey guys, welcome back to the Footspans and Everything In Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. Now, it's been a long time because we've had the international break, but we are back. I've been a little bit ill, I still am, so sorry if I like have a coughing fit midway through this. But today, there's sort of two parts to this story today, two parts to the episode. One, where we're going to be going through my top 10 Premier League January transfers of twenty of the transfer window that's just closed, 2022. And then I will be briefly talking about an incident regarding a certain 20-year-old Manchester United player. Now, I won't go into too much de- detail about it because... It is an ongoing case, but we'll get into that later. So for now, just sit back, relax, because it's time for some more foot spans and everything in between. So, I think it's only right... It's going to be quite a short episode today that we go into our, well, my top 10 or best Premier League January 2022 transfers. And I don't think there's any way to start this off better than having Christian Eriksen back at Brentford. Yes, that's right. Christian Eriksen, a player that had a hot attack during the Euros whilst playing for Denmark used to play for Spurs and Inter Milan and Ajax is now back in the Premier League and he is signing with Brentford. Absolute beautiful headline there and really I don't think anyone can hate this guy, can he? And I hope he hits the ground running in the Premier League and I hope that he, well, come on, it's like what a great signing for Brentford, you know, Christian Eriksen signing for Brentford. You, you couldn't make this stuff up and I think Credit to Brentford for taking on what obviously is a risk on Christian Eriksen. And let's, let's just pray that it works out for him. Right, another signing that we've got is Phil Coutinho to Aston Villa. Yes, the Liverpool boys are back. The Liverpool band is back. Stevie G is at the wheel. Coutinho's back. Um, yeah, honestly, he's looked like, he, like he's never missed a day of football. And obviously, he was... Treated so poorly at Barcelona, you know, not really getting game time, a bit similar to Donny van der Beek. But he also just wasn't playing very good when he was playing for them. In fact, I think the only goal that he scored in the Champions League, now please don't quote me, I remember that he scored for Bayern Munich in the Champions League and I think it was against Barcelona, but really don't quote me on that, please. But yeah, Phil Coutinho back at Aston Villa. And then we've got Deli Ali signing to Everton. That's right, Deli Ali has moved from Tottenham Hotspur to Everton. Hopefully, would revitalise his career, revive his career, as this lad deserves it. I cannot tell you how many managers he's been under at Spurs. Who has he been under? He's been under, well, it was uh, Pochettino, then Mourinho. And then Nunes and now Conte. And finally, a manager's just let him go. And Frank Lampard, the new manager of Everton, has obviously seen something in him. And not just him, by the way. 
Donny van der Beek as well is a get-out-of-jail-free get card for both of them who won't get much playtime and really have a point to prove, especially with the World Cup coming up. And I just hope, again, like Eriksen, that both of these players can prove us wrong. I know as a Manchester United player, Donny van der Beek will definitely prove my club wrong and he'll come back and he'll start playing every game next season I can just see it hopefully for Deli Ali he has a bit of an attitude change and we can see the best of him let's pray right we've got a bit of something comical here so you know how uh, Newcastle went away and they signed Chris Wood so what do you do when your big giant striker has left your club well this is what Sean Dyche did. He just went away and signed the tallest Bundesliga, stri Bundesliga striker. Yes, he signed Weghorst from Wolfsburg to Burnley. Now, I feel like, you know, uh, a few years ago, Sean Dyke wouldn't, uh, wouldn't sign any player that was not uh, British, really. And now he's, tr he's actually venturing into... Um, into unmarked territory is actually going, you know, international now. And yes, uh, Burnley have now got a German striker. Great bit of business for them, right? And we've obviously covered, you know, we had a whole episode on Newcastle and what they're doing in the window. But there is one player specifically that I do want to cover again. And that is... Bruno Guimaraes, I think I've butchered that name up so much, but, you know, uh, he is Newcastle's new midfielder, and he was a very, very in-demand midfielder. Yeah, he was a, he was a very in-demand midfielder. He's, he's Brazilian, and he's come from Olympic Leonese, and... Sorry if that shook the mic. I hit my phone against against the microphone. But let's just have a look at his stats here for uh, Leon. So this season he's played 20 matches. He's had three assists. So, you know, it doesn't look... His stats don't seem the best. But when you watch this guy, you understand that, like, wow. You know... What a player. What a player indeed. And, yeah, huge credits to Newcastle for pulling off this transfer. Um, other memorable or noticeable mentions in this transfer window obviously include Liverpool's new signing. I think it's uh, Luis Diaz. Yeah, Luis Diaz from Porto. He's signed to Liverpool after nearly signing for Spurs. Uh, of course, we have uh, Bentecourt going to uh, Bentecourt going to Juventus uh, from Juventus to Spurs, as well as Kulishevsky. Uh Great signings for Spurs there, and we have Alvarez going from River Plate to Manchester City, but staying on loan for the remainder of the season. Now, one thing that didn't get done on Liverpool's behalf was. Cavalio from Fulham to Liverpool. Now, all players, all parties were interested in the transfer. Fulham just wanted to keep Cavalio for the rest of the season on loan, which Liverpool were happy to do, but the transfer did not get complete because of paperwork. So, 
that's pretty much it in terms of transfer day. That's what I think of the whole situation. I think the big winners are, of course, Newcastle with the amount of money that they've spent. And hopefully it can get them out of relegation. But who knows? Now, venturing onto something slightly sadder, we're going to talk about the whole um, Mason Greenwood situation with his girlfriend. Now, on Sunday morning, last Sunday, so this was... Um, I don't actually know what the date was last Sunday, seven days ago. I think it was uh, the 20... Oh, whatever the last day in January was. But in the morning at 6am, his girlfriend, who I will not name, posted pictures and audio evidence on her story of Mason Greenwood. Well, it's not evidence as such. She posted pictures of her with bruises and a bleeding nose, with the caption, for all of you who want to know what Mason Greenwood does to me. Uh, she also put an audio recording that included two people speaking, which sounded like his girlfriend's voice and Mason Greenwood. Uh, it just wasn't pleasant. Now, there's an ongoing investigation into the case. Mason Greenwood has been suspended by Manchester United. Anyone with a Mason Greenwood name on the back of their shirt for this season can get it changed for free at the Man United Mega Store, and yeah, so Mason Greenwood was arrested um, on suspicion of sexual assault, and then a few days ago on the Wednesday, Mason Greenwood was then re-arrested, and he was arrested on suspicion of I just I want to get this absolutely right before I say anything. So let me try and find it here on Sky Sports before I say anything. Um He was on suspicion of threats to kill, pretty much. He was arrested on on suspicion of threats to kill, which you know, for someone who looks so innocent it's such a sad thing and he's ruined his career but honestly all I care about is respect to his girlfriend and hopefully that uh, she's safe now and she's getting the help that she needs and kudos for you know posting and really this should be a role model for anyone else but I can't go into too much details because obviously this is not what we don't want is trial by media and I've watched several videos, you know, of, of Thogden and Mark Goldbridge covering the same situation and a few other channels just so I knew what I could say and what I couldn't say and just to follow really what they were saying. Um, but then the latest nudes in, uh, nudes, uh, news in the investigation four days ago is that Greenwood has been released on bail pending further investigation. So this is by Sky Sports that Mason Greenwood has been released on bail pending further investigation. On Sunday, Greenwood was detained on suspicion of rape and assault after a woman alleging incidents of violence posted pictures and videos on social media. Police were granted extra time on Monday to question the 20-year-old and he was further arrested on suspicion of sexual assault and threats to kill. What a wrong one. And let's just see what comes out of the whole situation. But... We hate to leave the podcast on a bad note, but unfortunately that's the way that it's going to be this week. I hope you guys have enjoyed thoroughly. I know I said it's a short one, but there was just too much to cover. So until next time, adios.